Hi, and welcome to Wild Milk Podcast. We're your host. I'm Caroline. And I'm Susan. Come hang out with us as we talk true crime, hauntings, aliens, cryptids, and everything paranormal, weird, or unexplained. end up being in my local newspaper for what well so i wait your play or us us stop because of my play the paper wanted to interview two of the cast members and they asked me to do it and i was like sure of course so, you were <laughs> i mean what, what am i gonna be like no no he we he was asking about going like doing additional shows and like you know is it is it too much to do shows back to back and i was talking about the fact that you know it's it is a lot but you know a lot of people have done a lot more work behind the scenes than i have because i have a podcast and that means that a lot of times on weekends i'm really not available to go and build sets and stuff like that and he's like, oh, well, what's what's your podcast called? What's your podcast about? Who's your po- who's your co-host? Oh, she's an Alabaman. Y'all do this remotely? That's so interesting. Oh, my gosh, how cool. <laughs> I have no idea how much of that's going to end up in the paper. But I was just like, I, I kind of like, I'm like, am I plugging two things at once? Is this okay? But I kind of just answering that. questions. <laughs> so there's another podcast that I listen to. And they are kind of on the same like level as us they started around the same time and they kind of talk about the same topics it's called drinking the kool-aid have you heard of them i've heard of them i don't think i've ever listened to them but um we haven't even talked about that like right we're in we're right in our one-year anniversary oh my gosh like i feel like we might have actually missed it (laughs) i feel like we started in i'm gonna you know what let me look it up right now it might have been. It was in the fall. I know that for sure because it started yeah. to get cold. Okay, let me go back. Do you remember the first episode we did? The first? Well, I'm going to look on Apple Podcasts. I don't know if we did the one. You and I recorded one that we – oh, you know what? The first one I did, the um, like I went back and just kind of hit the high points of the ones you guys had already done. You did creepy clowns and I did ghost babies. Okay, that was that was I think that was the first one that we just did as a normal episode. It was. It's the title and then underneath it it says it's our first week with our new co-host Susan. So that was October 19th. But I think we did stuff before that. We did a little bit, That's but I think that was like our first ago. It was 2 days ago. Yay, happy, happy anniversary. anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And my voice sounds so bad. I'm so sorry. I scream so much in this stupid show. It's not a stupid show. I love it. But I scream so much. I was going to tell you, it doesn't sound bad. It sounds like raspy, like very, very true crime <clears throat> podcast. It sounds weird to me in my in my own ears. Yeah, it's it's weird. I'm still getting used to like these big headphones because I it's weird not hearing sounds around you. Do you find that odd? Like you can I hear... Feel- I find it very odd, actually. Yourself. I didn't. I didn't. This is. I didn't even use headphones at all before these headphones. Yeah. So it feels very strange. I mean, our sound quality is top 
notch, but it's just weird to get used to. It is, but that's okay. Yeah, it's all about really it's, it's all about the sound quality for everybody else, and that's cool. All right, so now that we know we're going to be featured in a Texas, a, a small town Texas good. newspaper, um, we really got to step up our game, Susan. We do. <laughs> we just have to get it together. Actually, right. I feel like we shouldn't. I feel like we should just be like, look. Do you love us? Wonderful. If you don't, it's okay. It is we, what it is. There are many podcasts out there for you. Perhaps. Yeah. What was I going to tell you about? I was cool. tell Drinking you about... the Kool-Aid. Yeah, but I can't remember what it was. <sighs> Who the fuck knows? I, and oh, I did. They, they both live. I, I, they get together for their podcast. So I think they both live in LA. So of course they're like, it's a hub for like media and stuff. So they were featured yeah. and won like a top indie podcast, which is super exciting. But it's like, how, how will we ever in Alabama and Texas get something like that? I mean, you never know. Sometimes you just, sometimes you just kind of happen up on the right people. It's very true. Networking has a lot to do with it. Sure. And just meeting people. Oh my gosh. Which I we, networking. Can we really quickly, before we jump into this episode, talk about this little bit of drama happening on your Facebook post. We can definitely talk about it because she deleted me. I don't even, I don't even know who she is. I think she might've been somebody I added from like a I'm high and this is something group. You know what? That would explain so much. Yeah. So basically I posted yesterday when all this stuff was coming out with Brian laundry about the post basically said, I think it's really sketchy that the park is closed for a month or so and police are searching nonstop and the park is public open to the public again. And 30 minutes into a search, Brian Laundrie's parents find belongings of his and human remains are found. That was the post. And then she commented underneath it, along with a few other people who were like, yeah, that's really weird. Like super sketchy. They're definitely involved. And she said something along the lines of, why is this case so popular? There's so many other missing person missing persons cases that are looked over. Something she something basically like said the entire thing that we made in, that we did an entire damn podcast episode about. Yeah, and I told her that in my comment back, I was like, I completely understand where you're coming from, and we actually brought this topic up in a podcast about how minorities do not get as much um, public attention on the media and like. On the media. Tell me I just sounded like a boomer. (laughs) Anyway, I basically, I agreed with her. I told her about the podcast episode we did. And I was like, but at the same time, this case, there's so much intrigue around it because we do not know. We do not know anything. You know, the fact that like this happens every day. People disappear every day. Yes, absolutely. Are women murdered by their partners every day? Yes, absolutely. Is it every day that they're on a cross-country trip and one partner returns mysteriously without the other one, refuses to say anything, and then disappears himself? No, that fucking doesn't happen every day. That's why it's weird. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree, but she did not like that. You and I had already done, like, and I, after you said that, I was like, I feel like you should maybe go listen to the episode that we talked about exactly what you're saying before you sit here and tell everybody that nobody understands what you're saying. Like we, we do, we, we did a whole podcast about it. We basically agreed with her in a way she did not like. So then she like 
attacked everybody on the post. And there was another girl that I'm friends with who was actually a runner up in the co-host thing like that I did. And she stuck up for us and was like, you should listen to the podcast episode. They do a good job. Um, you know, I thought her comment was like, yeah, the other girl just went off on her and started posting like memes of kindness. And she sent me a private message and said, Hey, fuck you. Your friends are trash. I hope karma bites you in the ass or something like that. And I was like, first of all, that is so rude. I am depressed. So rude. <laughs> it's so rude and it's so uncalled for. And it's just like, like, I don't even know, like, what was, what would have been okay? Like, if everybody was just like, oh my God, you're so right and everyone else is wrong. Is that the yeah. only way she would have been happy? It's just the weirdest fucking thing. Richard. But in the, pro- in the process, like, now that we've brought it up again, um, I feel like his parents just knew where to look. Maybe. And like you said, and I read an article that said part of that area was underwater and, you know. Um, I think they knew where to look. I think I think maybe they thought, maybe they thought he would ultimately be okay. Mm-hmm. And now I think they realize he's probably dead. And I think they knew where to look. But Do you I think still those think were his remains? Probably. I think what I've always thought, I don't think he ever left Florida and I think he's been dead since the week he disappeared. It really pisses me off because we'll never know how it never down. But I've never known anyway. You don't think he would have eventually opened up under interrogation? No. I mean, you know, the thing about things like that is that, you know, people can choose to tell you anything. And, and when there's not any evidence, any real definitive evidence, you have to either take their word for it or look at them and be like, but is that really what happened? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. To me, it's, to me, it doesn't really make that people are all upset that like, well, now, you know, if, if that's, if he's dead, he's never going to pay for what he did. Like he's dead. What more do you want? I'm interested to know how he died. I, I feel like he went into those woods to kill himself. You think so? A lot of people were saying he was like attacked by an animal, which it's the Florida it's swamps. Possible. Sure. There's he, hogs like and like, un- it's not like he's unfamiliar with that area. It's a place that he's camped a ton mm-hmm. of times. I mean. Has he ever been out there that long? And also we, they well, said think remains. He was, and I, don't I just think he feel was like it's skeletal remains. They said that it was, the decomposition was such that they can't identify them immediately. Yeah. But so. it's also, it was underwater. Ugh. So water makes that so much more complicated. I don't think he was out there that long. I think he went into those woods to commit suicide. That's what I, that's my opinion of the situation. I have no idea if that's true, but that's what I think. And that's what I've thought all along. I feel like maybe this coming to an end will make his parents open up a little bit more about what they knew and, but maybe not. Maybe they'll just stay quiet like Casey Anthony's parents. And maybe they don't know. Maybe they don't, but it just seemed so weird all of it. It all seems weird, and I think probably, I don't know. I mean, it, the whole thing, it is, it's a weird case. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's tragic, no matter, no matter what happened. Now, two people are dead, probably. One person is for sure dead, and the other one is probably dead. Um, it's just sad. It's sad all the way around, and the fact that the fact that people want to make it into a conspiracy mm-hmm. instead of just being like, yeah, that's fucking sad. 
mm-hmm. is also a little sad to me. That's social like, media. Kind of like like the whole like, oh, is he living under the tomatoes in his mother's garden? Like, while part of me wants that to be the case. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, because come on. <laughs> it's just like in the in the weeks he was missing, they dug up the tomato garden, installed an underground room, put him in the room, and now they're just passing him food through the tomato patch. <laughs> that TikTok of the tomato garden slowed down, looked like a hand. I will not lie. I fell like, for it. It looked weird, but here's the other thing. Like, it's editing is real. <laughs> like, yeah. 100%. Anyway. Okay, we, we are not going to obsess and talk about this case. We're going to talk about no. Dark Disney, the secrets behind the parks. I'm going to do the California park and the Florida park. I'm pretty excited about this. And I wanted you to, I want you to go first because I want you to take up as much time as you need. Okay. And if it ends up being like that we run out of time for me to do a second topic, I'm cool with that. Cause I can okay. do this one another time. Okay. Cause I feel like dark Disney could maybe take, like, I feel like there's a lot going on. Okay. So what got me interested in this is I was at Panera the other day editing a podcast and I noticed that Loey Lane, do you know, she's a YouTuber. Do you know her? Have you heard her name? She does like internet urban legends on her channel. She no, talks about like Momo. Do you remember Momo? Mm-hmm. Um, and skin, you know, like like uh, creepy pasta type stuff. Yeah, she's she's really good. But she teamed up with another girl. They have a podcast now, and they did an episode on um, the secrets behind Disney. And it was super short, like twenty minutes. But basically, their main topic was nobody dies at Disney. Truth. So, and Rich actually just brought it up, too, and I was telling him about this episode. I didn't even think about the underground tunnels. But basically, when an accident happens at Disney, which they do because it's a amusement park, I mean, accidents yeah. happen. And there are, I mean, there are hundreds of thousands of people that move through those parks on a daily basis. Right. So, things happen. <laughs> Shit's bound to happen. Um, but. They will officially, not. Officially. Yeah. They don't. Exactly. They will take the body of whatever just happened either through the underground tunnels or just out i would think through the underground tunnels because they're not going to take a body out through the fucking park oh no they you don't see it you never see anything negative happen at disney yeah and they are pronounced dead off of the property off disney property yep that's absolutely true and i don't know when that rule was put into effect but i know the first death I could find was in the 60s it was 19 actually might have been sooner than that but this is the first one I could find so in 1964 a 15 year old boy named Mark Maples he was killed trying to stand up while he was on Matterhorn bobsleds which I think is still is that the California park yeah 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 I think there's still a matter I've never been in I've never been to Cal to Disneyland I'm a Disney World girl. Now, I want to go to Disneyland, but I'm all about the Disney World. Yeah. So he tried to stand up, and he was thrown from the ride, and he died three year, three days later. Three years. Yeah. Three days later. But um, that was the first one I could find. But when you get into the 2000s, stories are harder to find, and there's less information about them. So one thing I did do, and I'm going to read the older stories first, but I got on Reddit and you know, oh, no. 
<laughs> Reddit had some stuff. Always. There was basically a whole thread of former and current employees who had seen things. And I will not say right now that all these are true, but I picked out the interesting ones and the ones I wanted to read. So I'm going to read some of those. I just, before you do that though, I want a fun side note. Um, they also do everything to prevent anyone from being born on Disney property. Really? And women like will, sense. women will actively try to like go to Disney to have their babies on Disney property. Gross. And Disney tries to get them off of the property so nobody can be born on Disney property either. So why do you think that is? Because it doesn't seem like it'd be a huge deal unless they tried to get like some kind of financial gain out of it. I think it's a, um, I mean, you know, Disney's and my family has, we say this now as a joke between ourselves, it's all part of the magic. And I think that part of being a magical world mm -hmm. is that life realities like birth and death don't happen in magical worlds. True. So you don't want to have, like, if you can avoid it, you don't want to have anybody who says they, their family member died on Disney property, but you also don't want to have anybody who's trying to claim that their child was born on Disney property. Wow. I do think that one woman not too long ago, um, and I don't, I don't know that she was trying to, I think she went into premature labor. If I remember the story, right. I think she might actually have given birth on Disney property because it was like, there was no time. Holy it was shit. baby is coming now. I wonder if they can give, I don't know. Disney's powerful man in a weird way. So I'm going to try and go in chronological order of the years that these happened. But if I mess up a little bit, it's because that's just who I am. <laughs> So in 1973, an 18-year-old man drowned after him and his little brother. And I've heard this story before. Um, his little brother was 10. They hid on the Tom Sawyer Island until after closing and tried to swim across when they wanted to return home. So the older brother tried to carry his younger brother to shore but didn't make it. He disappeared under the water about halfway across. Is this Florida? It, I think it's Florida. Look up Tom Sawyer Island. So there is a Tom Sawyer Island in Florida, but I don't remember if there's also one in California. I don't know. Okay, I'll look here in just a second. Okay. The 10-year-old was rescued by a ride operator, but the older boy's body wasn't found until the next morning. Okay, so this one's actually 1966. So Thomas Guy Cleveland was a 19-year-old Northridge, California resident. So this is probably Disneyland. He was killed when he attempted to sneak into Disney along the monorail track. Cleveland had scaled two fences, one that was 16 foot, the other 6 foot, to gain access to the track where it crossed a car park. Cleveland ignored a security guard, shouted warnings of an approaching monorail train, and failed to leap clear of the track. He finally climbed down onto a fiberglass canopy beneath the track, but the clearance wasn't enough. The oncoming train struck and killed him, dragging him 40 feet down the track. What the fuck? Yikes. I mean, first... He did a lot. <laughs> he did the most to get into that part. Look, I feel like people need to understand how expensive it is to go to Disney. <laughs> Not in 1966, Susan. Okay, that's probably. 1966, it was not that expensive. He was okay, 19. It wasn't, it wasn't that expensive to us, but, like, I don't know what the exchange, you know what I'm saying? Like, inflation's yeah, yes. real. 
That's true. So I don't really know. I mean, I know that the idea was that every family should be able to afford to go to Disney. That was like Walt Disney's thing. But I don't know how real that was. It is not happening now. No, it's so expensive now. Um, But he he climbed a 16-foot fence, a 6-foot fence, ignored a security guard, saw the train coming, kept I wish they could see the hand motions. (laughs) (laughs) You don't understand. (laughs) And I mean, here's the deal. Once you've climbed the 16-foot fence, the 6-foot fence. Nothing. Nothing. This one that happened in 1974 is actually a pretty well-known case, I think. But it's of Deborah Stone, and she died at Disneyland in California. So she was crushed between the walls of the America Sings. It was not a ride. It was like a show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's housed in the Innov- Innoventions building in Disneyland's Tomorrowland. Uh, they closed America Sings in 1989, but in 1974, it was this big extravaganza. So basically, the walls rotated, but she wasn't, they had just reversed rotation and she wasn't used to it yet. That sounds terrifying, right? Okay, so there's a Tom Sawyer Island on Disney, at Disneyland and Disney World, so it could, uh, I'm not sure which one. I'm sure it didn't say. Yeah, that sounds terrible, though. Yeah, so she was crushed. She, the walls were turning an opposite way than what she was used to. She got caught because she stood. Her job was to stand by the edge of the stage. Um, she was a hostess, but that's just where she was supposed to stand on the left-hand side of the stage. And she slipped in and was crushed between the two theaters that were coming together. And she was, let me do a little background on her, because she was like that all-American girl that you talked about, like, she was 18. She had just graduated college. I mean, high school. She was working there to save money for college. And I don't think she'd worked there for that long. Tragic. Um, and and horrifying because that's not. <laughs> she knew what was happening to her and she couldn't stop it. Yeah. I mean. I mean, that that's that's horrifying. So another one, which was in 1992, was actually a suicide at Epcot. His name was Alan Ferris. So Orange County deputies said that Ferris, who was 37 at the time, entered Disney's Epcot Center carrying a gun after close. This Florida. Florida, yeah. After close on People Saturday. Orange County. There's an Orange County, Florida, and an Orange County, California. It's true. Good. I didn't even think about that yet. Um, <laughs> I just think Epcot and I think Florida. Florida. Yeah, because that's the only Epcot, but not Some everybody people. knows not everybody's psycho Disney girls, so. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, he entered Epcot Center after close Saturday night. He had a gun. They say he fired four shotgun blasts at security guards and later held two of them hostage before taking his own life. Um, he was actually in the park in search of his ex-girlfriend. Her name was Barbara Cruz. She was 33. She was a security guard at the park. Um, she was actually not there. He, they had just broken up and it was very, very bad, very tragic. And he was, what people are assuming, going to take her life and then his. But instead, he took the other security guard's life. So, actually, it doesn't say that the security guards died. It just says he shot at them, took them hostage, and then took his own life. So, I can't say. 
he might have just shot at them and not actually shot them. Like, just, yeah. like, shot at them to, like, get them to get away from him. Yeah, not possibly. Shot them. In September, hopefully. yeah, hopefully not. Um, in September of 2000, a four-year-old boy named Brandon Z- Zacco was on a ride called Roger Rabbit's Cartoon Spin. Okay, so now I have to find out. I think that, that ride's gone. Yeah, but it might um, show where it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking, I think that's not a, that ride doesn't exist anymore. I think that ride came out after this this happened. Oh, my God. Disneyland, it says. Oh, then maybe, I don't know. Okay, so in 2000, he's on this ride with his father, and somehow Brandon managed to fall out of the moving car and was crushed underneath the car behind him. And the ride continued to move along without stopping. Brandon's father ran outside multiple times telling park employees to come inside and stop the ride, but they said that they couldn't. They told him to calm down and wait for security. Brandon survived. But he became a paraplegic and was under constant medical care. He could not talk. He could not walk. And he died at the age of 13. Wow. That's devastating. The fact that he survived that is horrifying. Almost worse. He's four. Oh, my God. That's terrible. (sighs) These are kind of depressing, actually. These are kind of depressing? This one was pretty famous. It actually has a name. It's called the Columbia Accident. It involved Lon Dawson in 1998. So on Christmas Eve at 10.40 a.m., the Rivers of America attraction was starting to load... Passengers? Passengers! (laughs) The fuck? How did I forget that word? (laughs) Was starting to load passengers, and a line was cast around the holes metal cleat which is like a huge how do I even explain that it's like a big metal thing and it's it's got the I'm trying to like show Susan is it what you tie a boat up to yeah but it's on the boat okay yeah so like there's one on the there's there's something on the dock and then there's the thing on the boat that the rope is attached to to tie the boat off yeah um and I'll post a picture on our blog and on Instagram I have pictures of, like, the rides and everything, so I'll post a picture of what a cleat is. So, according to witnesses and Disneyland officials, this is what happened. When the rope was pulled tight, it yanked the cleat on the ship backwards off the boat and into the people waiting in line to board the ride. And that thing has to weigh. I'm just going to look it up. It's it's a lot. I mean, mean, because, and, like, that much torque, it's moving at a pace. Okay, not a soccer cleat. <laughs> Who looks up soccer cleat weights? <laughs> okay, so this says 8 inches to 18 inches is about 24 pounds. But coming at you at full speed, 24 pounds, a metal object. Yeah. Terrifying. So this cleat hits Lon Dawson and his wife. Uh, I do not have her name, but he was a computer programmer for Microsoft, and she um, was just like a homemaker, I think. It instantly killed him. Um, It, like, decapitated him. Yeah, and she had 
extreme facial injuries. So they struck a settlement with Disney for $25 million. Yeah, I bet. Can you imagine the people in line that saw that? I'm That's surprised. therapy I'm for life. I'm surprised that they're the only ones who ended up with a settlement, honestly. I did, well, that's the only one I they read may, about. There they may be not more. be. Yeah. Um, they're I mean, they're Disney. When yeah. shit happens, they can pay. They closed the ride, obviously, but they said it was for boat maintenance. <laughs> Is one way to put it. Technically. <laughs> yeah. And they like. One, one does have to repair the boat after that. And they just kept. <laughs> They just kept going. It reminds me of this one time at BMW, like the car place where Mm -hmm. my husband didn't used to work there, but like we worked in the town and he kind of worked in the manufacturing field. We heard on the news that there was a death at BMW and they literally in the paint department and they literally just shut that department down for the day and kept the whole fucking plant running. And it's just so fucked up because like it's this guy's dead. While I agree with you, I feel like, especially at Disney, it doesn't really matter. I mean, in the grand scheme of everyone else's life who's there, Mm -hmm. they don't know that person. And I think, I think the idea is that they're business is to provide this escape yeah so they're not gonna like openly yeah yeah we had to close the boat because some guy got decapitated sorry yeah that's traumatizing even for people who weren't there yeah and scary to kids and it's a whole thing so I kind of understand not wanting to say why it's closed and just saying it's boat maintenance because there's that kind of tension between being responsible for what happened, but also still being responsible for the thousands of dollars that all of these other people have spent to be there to escape from their lives. Yeah. So I don't know. I kind of, I kind of get it. When you hear stories like this, like about theme parks and stuff, does it give you anxiety about going to theme parks, not just not necessarily going because going's fine, but riding the rides. Does I don't it give know, this you anxiety? Guy was just standing there waiting to, in line. Like that's very true. I mean, even that gives me anxiety. So, I there's always a little bit of anxiety for me anytime that a crowd of people is involved mm-hmm. because the potential for something completely random. And fucked up to happen is just so much higher than it is any other time. Yeah. Um, as far as rides go, kind of, but at the same time, I think, you know, the number of times that there are terrible accidents, especially at places like Disney that are permanent, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to like a carnival or something like yeah. that. The number of times that there are accidents compared to the number of times that those rides operate. Yeah. Statistically speaking, it's far more dangerous to get in your car and drive down the street and back. I do agree. I will say that this summer when we went to Silver Dollar City, I told myself I was not going to ride any rides because I just, 
the horror stories of what could go wrong, I let it get to me. But we got there and I like was in the moment and mm-hmm. I rode the rides and it was great. But there was one ride that we went on that was like fire in the hole, I think is what it was called. And it literally fucking shot you out. And I was in the front and it was just this little bar. And it's the kind that clicked in, but I'm already like plus size and they had to click hard. (laughs) And I had, I didn't know where to put my hands. I had so much anxiety that last time that we did it. I was like, I don't think I could ever, I just, I I did not like the way I felt. I am, I don't love all rides. Mm -hmm. Um, like. For me, the ride that I will absolutely, absolutely under no circumstances get on ever again is Tower of Terror at Disney World. Oh, I love that one. But I also haven't done it since I was a child. What happened? I hate it. I just, so, um, weirdly, it's not the dropping down that bothers me. Mm-hmm. It's the being jerked back up. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to go on it. Um, I got talked into going on it, which was stupid. I should have just... I should have just said, no, I'm not doing it because it doesn't look like fun to me. Yeah. And that's always my, that is always my thing about rides. If I look at it and go, yeah, that looks like fun, but I'm nervous. Mm -hmm. If I go on it, I'm going to enjoy it. If I look at it and go, that does not look like fun to me. Mm -hmm. I just shouldn't do it. Yeah. Um, Because it's not fun. And I, (laughs) I got off of that ride literally shaking and crying. Yeah. And that's and not a fun feeling. I almost, I couldn't even enjoy Splash Mountain, which mm-hmm. is no big deal. Yeah. At all. And a ride that I've enjoyed before because I was, because I was still a little traumatized from the ride that I just shouldn't have gotten on in the first place. Because yeah. I knew I wasn't going to have fun on it. Um, that said, if, if you don't want to ride Tower of Terror, but you're at Disney World, um, go through the line. Because it's so pretty, it's worth it. And then just take the chicken exit before everybody gets on the ride. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I wish I would have done that. And it was just me and my husband. We had like separated from the rest of our family that day. And I wanted, like, we we were in line. We had to wait for so long. And I just didn't want to be like that person that was like, got up there and was like, uh, I don't want to ride it. You have to ride it alone because that's yeah. fucking shitty. And so I did it. And I really wish I would have just stuck to my guns and like, got out of line because I feel like it ruined roller coasters for me because I was I so petrified. I it ruined the, that that ruined the following day for me on rides. And now I think I'm I would be fine because again like I knew I knew I didn't want to go on it. I should have said no. I was it was during my honeymoon and my ex-husband actively talked me into going on a ride I said I didn't want to go on. And that's why you're divorced. <laughs> That's not the main reason, probably. <laughs> but, like, it's one of those things that, like, in retrospect, I'm like, who the fuck does that? Who, like, basically bullies their new wife on their honeymoon to get on a ride when she's like, I don't want to ride this? Yeah. <laughs> like, that, it probably should have been a moment that I was like, oh, I've made a terrible error in judgment. You live and you learn. You live and you learn. You live and, and you I learn. mean, you know, it is one of those things, too, that, like, I, you know, part of me wanted to go on it, but I knew that I wasn't going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that has always been my thing. When I was, a, when I was a little kid, I didn't write anything. Yeah, I don't I'm remember. like the opposite of most people. Most people will write anything when they're little, and then as they get older, they stop writing things. I'm the opposite. 
I used to never write anything and now I'll write a whole lot of stuff, but if I, it does not look like fun. Yeah. Nope. No, thank you. Yeah. Pass. I like water rides. I like the lazy river. Um, I like, I, what is your, what's your favorite Disney ride? It's been so long since I've been to Disney, but okay, hold on. Let me think about it. I probably will say the Tower of Terror because I like that feeling. Like okay. that's that's kind of a rush to me with like a safe rush. Mm-hmm. As opposed to flipping upside down with like one bar holding you in. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But, but there's this theme park in North Carolina and South Carolina called Carowinds. Have you ever heard of it? I've heard of it, but I've never been. Uh, it was like two hours away from us. So that was where we went as kids if we couldn't go to Disney. And they have a zero gravity ride that is amazing. It's like the like Dale Earnhardt like ride or something. Completely opposite rides because that's what I don't. Because like I said, it's not the dropping in the Tower of Terror that bothers me. It's the pressure. It's when they jerk up. you back up. I get that. And that's not pleasant, but I like the other one more. So, But some people dig it. I mean, some people love that. Yeah. that back and forth. And that's the thing I don't like. So I, I have three that I can't pick between because they're for very different reasons. Yeah. Um, if I had to pick a, like a ride for the sake of a ride, Space Mountain all day, every day. I love Space Mountain. It is for the purpose of just like a ride, like strictly for a ride, it's Space Mountain. Um, for the whole experience, it's, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean because I make my boat thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've ever been on that one. Shut up. Okay, you have to go back to Disney. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean was didn't come out until I was like my love. high school or something. The movie is based on the ride. Oh, well, then maybe it's been, may, I don't know. Pirates of the Caribbean has been there forever. The movie's literally based on the ride, not vice versa. Oh, okay. Maybe I have done it. It's not, there's not a whole, it's like, um, Pirates is like a dark boat ride. It's not like a roller coaster type ride. Yeah. I mean, I've seen pictures of it, but there's I, like a little, I mean, there's a little bit of like a little drop and a little, yeah. but it's mostly like a dark boat ride. But my favorite part is that I make my boat sing the pirate song. Um, <laughs> but I do also love um, Everest in um, Animal Kingdom. Mm, I, I've never done that. It's, I don't know. When was the last time you were there? freshman year maybe so like 2004-2005 you know it might not have been there the last time you were there because it was a fairly new ride the last time I was there which is kind of around the same time yeah we did which feels like it's it's been way too long since I've been to Disney and it's very sad and I can't handle it my sister-in-law is doing the run this year in January yeah well and I guess Rich's whole family his parents are doing it too and I want to go, not to run, ew, but right. just to go to Disney, but it's so fucking expensive. Even if you're not staying at the park, it is so expensive. It's so expensive. And I don't, the next time I go, I will stay at the Contemporary because that's my next hotel. Yeah. And it's a fucking top tier resort and it's expensive yeah. as fuck. That's what we said about going back to Vegas. We're just going to do it next time. Yeah. It's so worth it. And the Contemporary has the monorail. But, I mean, the monorail runs through the Contemporary. Yeah. So you can literally, like, step out of your hotel room, go down the hall, get on the monorail, and be in the Magic Kingdom. 
That's nice. And that is my jam. Because truth be told, as much as I love the food in Epcot and like a lot of the things in Epcot, um, I could go to Disney and only go to Magic Kingdom and be a happy, happy little camper. Yeah. We did all four parks the last time we went. And that was too rushed because we just didn't have enough time. But I just tell you that Disney World is the reason that I got the nickname the Vacation Nazi. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) That's not a good nickname to have. What happened? (laughs) I was very committed to us not missing anything. So I kept my entire family in the parks until midnight and was banging on doors at 730 in the morning to come get on a bus and get moving. Oh my! Well, I wouldn't want to waste any time either. If we go to if we go to Disney, I want every second to be like. My fun. whole thing was, but did you miss anything? No, the hell you did not. <laughs> so, the karma in this situation though is that on the last day I got sick, and was sick the whole trip home and for like a week after I got home. <laughs> That's what you get. That's what you get. It was totally what I got. <laughs> I would never. I would never do it that way again. It's a lot. You live even and you with, learn. Even with a lot of time. Because yeah. we had, we were there for seven days. Like, we had a lot of time. But there's still just, you can't do everything. But we got real fucking close. Because I, I jerked everybody out of it at 730 every I feel like the title of this show needs to be Dark Disney. That's expensive. Because <laughs> I feel like that's all I'm saying this episode is that's expensive. It is, though. Okay, sorry. Let's get back to the darkness. I mean, the darkness of Disney. One of the darkest things about Disney is how fucking expensive it is. <laughs> You're right. Okay, so I'm going to do some Reddit stories now. And like I said, this was a thread that was, I think it was just titled, like, Former and Current Employees of Disney. Do you have, like, Wait, do you have out. stories? I have one that I feel like that is a confirmed, like it for real happened that we didn't talk about. What? The little boy that got jerked into the freaking bay thing by the alligator. Oh, like pretty recently? Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't going to do that one because it was so recent, but yeah, that, and that was at a resort. It's at, um, it was on the beach at the Polynesian, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, or the Grand Floridian. Terrifying. It's the same bay. It's the same body of water. Weren't they in an area on. that literally had a sign that said no Oh, absolutely. Swimming? Yeah. Not only does it say no swimming, every time you're in that area, like when you get on a boat, because you can take boats to the park from across that body of water. I forget what they call it. It has a name, but yeah. Celebration Bay or some shit. Um, they tell you. If you see an alligator in the water, it's real. This is Florida. We have alligators. Like, don't put your hands in the water. Don't think it's an animatronic. Like, this is not the park. This is a body of water in the state of Florida. Those are real alligators. So the idea that you would let your three-year-old or whatever he was, like, wade around in the water is just nonsense. You'd want to think that people, especially people with kids, have common sense, but they do not. We witnessed that. They make them take tests before they have kids. You have to take a test before you drive a car, but have a kid. Go ahead. Have seven. Whatever. Yeah, I agree. There should be a test. Um, 100%. When we went to Hoover Dam this summer... 
don't know if you've ever been to Hoover Dam. Have you ever been to Hoover Dam? I have not, but I've been to the Grand Canyon and watched people let their little kids lean over the damn edge. Yeah, it is. Um, it's fucking massive. And this guy had his toddler on the fucking edge of the dam just sitting there. And I, Rich can vouch for me. We're driving past it on our way to the parking lot. And I'm fucking hyperventilating thinking about if this toddler just toddlers, he will die. I cannot imagine what people are thinking when they do things like that. They're like, not. Why I, would you ever do that? I want to make a a statement on here, and it can be on a t-shirt, sure. Never relax because nothing is safe. That is how I go through life. <laughs> Especially when we're like... Out in public with crowds, like you said, the possibility of something weird happening when there's more people around is high. It is. And I, you know, I, I, I walk a real fine line as an extroverted introvert. <laughs> yeah, same. Because part of me wants to forget that mm-hmm. when I do go out in places where there are crowds. And a lot of times I can. It's a little... For me, like going to the beach, when I watch Shark Week, I'm like, fuck that. I'm never getting in the ocean again. But when I go to the beach, I start out like, you know what? I'm just going to wade in like the shallow part. And then I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll just get like my little float and I'll just like float like right here. And then like two hours later, I find myself going, you know what? Let's swim to the second sandbar. It's just right there. (laughs) What am I doing? But I guess you never really hear about sharks on Texas. On like, does Texas have a coast? Yeah, and there are definitely sharks. I never. Well, I never hear about news from Texas. Period, because y'all are like farther away than we are. But and you don't hear. Honestly, you don't really hear that much. Like the the number of probably locally, you might hear about it. But when when shark issues happen, it doesn't make. It's not big news because it's just it happens. Yeah, it's. It's easy to forget when you're in the moment. I had a Which lot I of think anxiety. Which is maybe a good thing. Like I said about, you know, statistically you're in far more danger every time you get in your car to drive somewhere. Yeah. Like I said, never relax. Nothing is safe. Never relax. Nothing is safe. <laughs> it's not a horrible way to live. <laughs> it's a little stressful. <laughs> I feel like you got to relax sometimes because nothing is safe. I do. I relax oh when I'm stoned in my house. With just I need that. I need that house. to be like a reversible shirt where it just says never relax. Nothing is safe or relax. Nothing is safe. It can be like front and back. <laughs> Cause it's like, it's, it's two. It's the same idea with two yeah. different solutions to the problem. We could probably make that happen. We, we should make that happen. That's pretty funny. Okay, so okay. read me Reddit. Read me yeah. Dark Disney Reddit thing. I'm going to try and read as well as I can the names that go along with them. But some of these screen names are like, do they call them screen names anymore? Oh, God. I don't know. Pro- I hope so because I don't know what else to call them. Yeah. I don't know. That's like an AIM thing. I don't know if they still do that. Um, Half of Bibbidi- our audience doesn't know what AIM is. Well, I'm not explaining it. <laughs> nope. <'cause- laughs> Y'all going to have to use, literal, utilize Google. <laughs> your literal children. <laughs> Okay, Bippity Boppity Burner is this account. And they said, I'm surprised no one's mentioned Towel Baby. 
most people who have worked at Walt Disney World MK Magic, Magic Kingdom, Kingdom. <laughs> MK in the early 2000s heard or met Towel Baby. It's a rather sad story, so I'll try and tell it respectively. It is a sad story. Several times a week, a couple with annual passes would come to the Magic Kingdom with what appeared to be a swaddled infant. However, if you look closely, the woman was carrying a rolled-up towel wrapped in a hospital newborn blanket. The man was always very gentle, leading his wife through security and into the park. I'm not certain if they went on rides, but I know for sure they always asked for a table for three at restaurants, which you don't even do with a newborn. No. Because you're holding them. Anyway. They came through my turnstile a few times, and while the woman rarely made eye contact, they were always soft-spoken and respectful. The story, or legend, was that the couple had lost an infant years prior. The woman fell into a deep depression and became delusional. The only thing that kept her somewhat functional was fussing over this towel and coming to the Magic Kingdom. It's sad. That is sad, but at the same time, you know what? At least some, at least she did have something that she could do that made her feel better. Yeah, and she's this person said it was it was nice to see not only her husband caring for her, but also every single cast member treated her with respect and kindness. Here's some more stories. So this is Unicorn Corn Unique. This is the screen name. I worked at Hollywood Studios for more than a year while I went to school at UCF, which is University of Central Florida. The dumbest story, and not all these are like death stories. So the dumbest story I have is about a woman who exited the ride where I worked and discovered wet stuff coming from the sky. I was standing near stroller parking, helping people organize strollers. Are you going to be okay? Do you already know? (laughs) The woman came up to me and told me she didn't like the wet stuff that was coming from the sky and that I should tell my boss to just turn it off. At first, I laughed because I thought she was kidding, which only pissed her off more. They don't know this stuff ruins people's vacations, she said. I said, ma'am, we have no way of controlling the rain. This is Florida. We get quick storms like this all the time, but it might go away after a while. What about the bubble, she said. (laughs) I was thoroughly confused by what she meant by bubble, so I, I asked what she was saying. I just repeated bubble. Apparently, she thought all of Disney was under a big bubble and we controlled the weather. That is what a lot of people think. That is what a lot of people think. <laughs> and I, I just feel like maybe Disney has, it's all part of the magic to themselves, right into people thinking that they have a whole bubble. <laughs> this guy commented underneath it and he was like, did she, like the Truman Show? <laughs> that's what people yeah. think that it's like, that it, that's what people think. Which is why they, like, reiterate multiple times on the little boat thing, like, this is Florida, we have wildlife. <laughs> People are so fucking dumb. I mean, I just, there's, I, there's, I can't. Here's my question. How did you, how did you get here? Yeah. Here. Like, how did you, how did you get here? Did you, did you fly into Orlando? Did you see a bubble? Did you did you drive into the, the park? Invisible. You had to drive into the park. Did the you... bubble's invisible. Also, do you think the people who think that Disney's in a bubble also think that the Earth is flat? They seem to go hand in hand. I feel like the Venn diagram of that is just a circle. <laughs> For sure. This is this screen name is Mango Jonas. 
As a Space Mountain cast member at Walt Disney World, we would all rotate positions every 45 minutes. I was at load where people start the ride, and this guy was very nervous in line, arguing with his friends in another language, I think maybe Portuguese. He got on the rocket, even though he seemed nervous, and before I sent him off, I made sure he wanted to go. He nodded, and they continued into light speed, which was 27 miles per hour, by the way. (laughs) After a few minutes, the ride was emergency stopped, and a code I couldn't recognize was called over the intercom. I saw my supervisor sprinting downstairs to the doors of the ride. The man had gotten off the ride. At the beginning of the ride, you're going pretty slow as you climb the coaster. He had just decided to get off. The creepiest part of the story is we searched the whole building for about an hour with lights on, 50 people searching. Not a single person could find him. So this man got off the ride, went down 200 steps, and somehow find the exit and was, like, never seen again. Ever. I mean, not ever, but, like, never seen by the cast members. (laughs) Okay, I don't, I'm going to preface this. If you've never seen the inside of Space Mountain with the lights on, um, if you're curious what that looks like, you can find yes. pictures. Um, yeah. If you want to maintain the magic of Space Mountain, do not look them up. But holy shit, the fact that he didn't get killed is honestly amazing. Oh, I hate this. It's so tangled. It's kind of creepy. It does look creepy because I mean that's why that's why it's a dark ride because it's essentially, it's just an indoor roller coaster. But it's so weird. It's, Space Mountain is is a form of a type of roller coaster called a crazy mouse, which means that it takes it's a lot of little um like you don't go up all that far or down all that far. Mm-hmm. It just moves really quickly, mm-hmm. which is what gives you like the fun like roller coaster feeling. But Space Mountain has two tracks. They have track A and track B, so you're either on a on A rocket or a B rocket mm-hmm. and they go at the same time, which and you see the other cars while you're like you can see the other cars. So if you see it with the lights on, when they tell you like keep your hands in, they're not fucking kidding. Oh my god, your voice just squeaked. <laughs> they are not fucking kidding, you guys. They're not fucking kidding. Because you legitimately, like, you legitimately, a normal, average-sized person could legitimately put their arm out, like, just straight out and hit, fucking hit something. Wow. Because it is tight, like, everything inside there is tight, tight. And they claim it's not as tight as it looks, but they also make a point to tell you to keep your hands in. And okay. um, I think they mean it. I'm going to watch this, like, POV. Okay. Oh, I don't like this. The ceiling is, like, right there. It's tight. Everything is tight. Oh, my God. I can see where you could easily get decapitated right there. I mean, you really, if you, if somebody stood up or, like, I mean, you could easily, because everything is very tight inside there. Because it's in, I mean, it's inside a building. If you've never been to Disney, it's literally. height limit on this. I don't know. I mean, I know they say that it's not as close as it looks. But I feel like, I don't know. I feel like there are some professional basketball players who would be in serious peril. Yeah. Um, it's snug. It is real Still snug. my favorite ride. And I've watched that. <laughs> this comment says, so this is what a package at FedEx feels like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. That's pretty accurate. Okay, so actually, yeah. oh wait, is that the end of, are we, 
Are you are you done with your stories? Yeah, but tell me yours. Okay, so I actually have two since we're talking about Space Mountain. This okay. one's just kind of silly. Um, <laughs> like I said, it like it everything's just quick kind of jerky movements. Yeah. So um, I got on Space Mountain. It's the first time I'd been on it in a while. Actually, no. It was the first time I'd ever ridden Space Mountain because I didn't ride it. Um, I didn't ride anything. So the first time I went to Disney was my freshman year in high school, which is the kind of terrible story I'm going to tell. Um, but I didn't ride anything. I didn't like rides. So I didn't really ride anything. So I didn't yeah. ride Space Mountain that time. So the very first time I ever got on Space Mountain, I didn't quite know what to expect. Um, <laughs> like the first super sharp turn. And I'm in a car like with my, like, it's like four people. So it's just like people, it's everybody in our little cars, people I know. Yeah. So, the first little sharp turn, I'm like, oh my God, my boob just popped out of my bra. Oh my and God. Before I could fix it, it like jerks back the other way. And I'm like, never mind, it's back. I don't know who is keeping this podcast alive in Paraguay, but it's been weeks now and we're still on the charts there. Thank you, Paraguay. So, like, reach out who, to us. Whoever you are, please tell us who you are so that we can properly thank you. Yeah. Also, we made it to 497 on the USA True Crime, which we've been higher. We've been like 200, so still, it's still exciting. It's still it's super spooky season, and we've been doing a lot of like not our normal things. Yeah, we've been doing a lot of interviews, which are good. I hope you guys listen to this one with Chaz. Susan, have you listened to it? I have not listened. I have been so I know I so consumed with this play, and I'm just so so exhausted. He was um a I'm super sad interesting I guy. It. I'm super yeah. sad that I missed it though, and I'm sorry, guys. I was I had rehearsal and we everybody understands. Yeah, everybody understands. We've rescheduled a lot of stuff because I had rehearsal. It'll be over soon. It will be. Um, we open next week, and then we we've, we've got next. We have three shows next week and three shows the following weekend, and then we're done. Thank you for the continued support. Please find us on social media at Wild and Woke Pod on Instagram and Twitter. If you want some bonus content, we do early episode releases, free merch, cute little thank you letters from Susan and I. Find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Wild and Woke Podcast. And when I say Susan and I, I mean yeah. Susan knows about it. Yeah, and Caroline does it. <laughs> well, you, you could send your own. We could both send a thank you letter. I'm I'm like the husband in the 50s of this relationship and that Caroline handles the things and signs my name to it. And I'm like, good job, honey. You we did make a great work. thing. <laughs> we make it work. Yes, dear. Yes, dear. <laughs> Whatever you say. Um, <laughs> if you have any weird, creepy, or wow, I can't believe this happened moments, please send them to us. We need to tell some more listener stories. Our email is wildandwokepodcast at gmail.com. And remember, all stories start somewhere. Be wild, stay woke, and question everything.